Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, by popular demand, I'm doing this podcast on the areas of the soul, which is really exciting from a kingdom perspective. <laughs> People want to know, you know, how did I figure out all this stuff? Well, it's easy. When you understand the kingdom, you understand everything else because everything else is under the context of the kingdom of God. And so the first thing to understand is that your body is your legal access to the physical realm. Even God needed to have a body to be able to affect the physical realm. John chapter 1 says that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Even God found it to be illegal to influence the physical realm. Demons can't influence the physical realm because they're a spirit and they don't have a body. And so demons access your soul to try and get access to your body to try to get you to do things. So if a witch casts a spell on you, that's because they've come into agreement with a demon in their mind, will and emotions. That's their soul. And so a Christian can't be possessed by the devil because your spirit is made perfect, one with God and in Christ Jesus. So the devil can't can't access your spirit but they can gain access to your soul and that's why paul says you know who has bewitched you galatians paul says uh, that christians can be taken captive by the devil to do his will that there are doctrines of demons that there are false prophets that there are blemishes at your love feast so what happens is we sin in our mind remember the mind that is set on the natural things is enmity against God. The mind that is set on the spirit is life and peace. So we need to be like King David who spoke to his soul and who said, my soul will praise you. Even though he was despondent, even though he was depressed, even though bad things were happening, if you read the Psalms, David spoke from his spirit man to his soul and he said, I will yet praise the Lord. Even though all these bad things are happening, I will praise the Lord. He said, my soul will seek you. My soul will praise you. So there's nothing wrong with your soul. But what happens is when you're born again, your spirit comes alive. But according to 1 Thessalonians, you also have a soul and a body and they don't change. Nobody became a girl when they were a man and they got born again. Nobody lost weight you know, if you're fat when you're born again, your spirit becomes new. Your spirit is a new creation. Your spirit is transferred from darkness to light. You're made perfect, but your soul hasn't changed. That's why Hebrews says we need to, uh, you know, strive to enter the rest. Hebrews says that we need to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. You see, our soul is renewed day by day. Our soul is renewed by the washing of the water of the word. 
our soul, which is our mind, will and emotion, is untamed and needs to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that he who is controlled by the Spirit, he who is led by the Spirit of God, he is the Son of God. So the aim here is to be like God, <laughs> because we are like God. And that's the title or similar to the title of my coming book, which will be out this year, all things considered. But you are partakers of the divine nature. You are more like God than you realize, made in the image of God, a copy of God. But that's your spirit. Your spirit is seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. But when you're born again, your body doesn't change. And so we need to be like Paul who said that he beats his body daily lest he be disqualified. We need to be transformed by the washing of the water of the word. I'm just really quoting a lot of scriptures here. But what I'm saying to you is Jesus prohibits the soul life. He really does. He says don't worry about what you will eat or what you will drink or what you will wear. He said you cannot serve God and money. He said, deny yourself and follow him. He said, take up your cross. He said, lay your life down for your friends. Do you get it? He said, narrow is the road that leads to life. And so everything Jesus is saying is around denying yourself. So there is something here to do with the soul. And there is another thing that's related but separate that's to do with your natural uh, carnal nature. You see, Paul talks about the flesh. And that's sort of a separate issue because the flesh is your natural carnal desires. That's the part of you that's not renewed. When Paul says to put off the old man and to put on the new man. So your spirit needs to animate your soul. Your spirit needs to be in control. You could draw a diagram where God is in charge. He's at the top of the pyramid, so to speak. Not that I like pyramids, but... But God is at the top of the flow chart, and then his spirit is covering your spirit, which comes next. And then your spirit is covering your soul, and your soul is covering your body. And so when you wake up in the morning, your spirit wants to pray. Your spirit wants to praise God. Your spirit wants to read the Bible. When Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, blessed are those who are poor, it's those who are poor in spirit. Blessed are those who are hungry, that's hungry in spirit. He's always talking about the spirit, Jesus is. So when you wake up, your body doesn't want to pray. Your body doesn't want to get out of bed. But your mind and your will and your emotions need to force your body to comply. So if your body is hungry, your mind has to make up its mind to go and get some food. Your will needs to choose that you're going to go to the kitchen. And then your body follows. So you see how your body follows your soul. Well, in the same way, our soul is meant to follow our spirit. I said your soul is meant to follow your spirit. So a human who's addicted to alcohol, they're being led by their body. It's out of order. That's why it's called a disorder. But the order of God is your spirit is meant to be ruling your soul, and your soul is meant to be ruling your body. 
And so your spirit is also meant to be ruled by the Holy Spirit. And so this is the divine order. The Father, Son and the Holy Spirit has communion in your spirit man. They then cover your spirit with the glory of God. And they can because you're righteous and you're made perfect in Christ. All of that is in the spirit. So in the spirit you hunger and thirst after righteousness. In the spirit you are meek. In the spirit you are blessed. But then your spirit needs to rule your soul. So your spirit says to your soul, we will praise God. We will pray and fast. We will give our tithes and offerings. Do you see how painful that can be? Your mind says, oh, but I need the money. But it doesn't matter because you deny yourself. Now, remember, yourself is your soul. Now, yes, Jesus is the lover of your soul, but I'm telling you, nobody ever benefited from sowing into their soul. Any benefit you get from sowing into your soul is temporary and carnal. So no amount of psychology or counseling or self-help books or love in the soul realm is going to do anything eternal for you. It's only going to be temporary. That's why Jesus said, My peace I give you, not as the world gives. Because the world's peace is in the soul realm. But Romans says, don't be conformed to the pattern of the world. The pattern of the world is me, myself, and I. The pattern of the world is self. Selfish ambition, self-preservation, climbing the ladder. So the soul can only make you happy, and happiness is temporary. You might be happy for five minutes after eating a hamburger, but then you spin off into self-condemnation, into guilt, into feeling overweight. It is a horrible way to live. You're not meant to live like that. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you shall live. I'm quoting the Bible. So if the Holy Spirit says to give 10%, then when you give 10%, you may not feel happy in your soul, but you will have joy and peace in your spirit, which surpasses our understanding. Get it? So the peace of God shall surpass your understanding because your understanding is in the soul realm, but the peace is in the spirit. And what happens is it's the things in the spirit will eventually overflow into your soul realm. That's why Jesus is true when he said, seek first the kingdom and all else will be added to you. So I'm trying to solve all of your problems here in one foul swoop. If you sow to the spirit, you will not gratify the lusts of the flesh. If you sow to the spirit, you know, everything else will work out. In fact, the devil will not be able to find a hook in you. Jesus said that the devil had nothing in him. So if you don't sow to your soul... But if you sow to the Spirit, the devil can't attack you because he has no way in. If you're not thinking about yourself, then how can you ever get into offense? How can you ever get into unforgiveness? How can you ever get into self-pity? How can you ever get into depression or anxiety if you don't care? You know, I'm just saying, don't worry about your life. Jesus said, your Father knows what you need. So what you do is you move all of your chips onto the kingdom number and you spin the wheel. I'm not telling you about gambling. What I'm saying is you bet everything on the kingdom. 
if you seek first the kingdom, all else will be added to you as well. And so like Jesus, we need to deny ourselves. We need to take up our cross. We need to crucify our life. And it's when you lead that life in the spirit and don't gratify the lust of the flesh. It's when you don't give any consideration to the flesh. Don't give any consideration to what you need, but think about the needs of others. I'm telling you, you flip the switch on the devil. I'm telling you, you are no longer the victim. You become the victor. I'm telling you, you become the, the head and not the tail. I'm telling you, you lend and don't borrow. But what you've done is you've turned the tables on the enemy because you're living in the spirit. You're being led by the spirit. You're getting up early and praying in tongues. You're giving your money away. You're thinking of other people as better than yourself. So you might, your soul will have needs. Your soul will present problems to you. But you have to master it. You have to rule over it. Same as God said to Cain before he killed Abel. He said, you know, sin is, is Satan's trying to sift you as wheat, like he said to Peter. But you've got to master it. And so your soul might be saying, you know, but my husband doesn't love me. My children don't ring me. My, my mother didn't leave me an inheritance. My pastor didn't say hello. I'm sorry, guys, but you're not allowed to do that. It's just a fact. In the kingdom of God, you deny yourself. Deny your yourself. Deny yourself. Deny you. You you no longer live. I'm sorry, guys. This is basically the Bible. You no longer live, but Christ lives in you. And the life that you now live in the flesh, you live by faith in the Son of God. Suddenly, these are not just scriptures. Because scriptures outside of the kingdom are just religion, and it will kill you. I'm sorry, but the Bible didn't help the Pharisees very much. The Pharisees, I'm going to get off track here, but but the under the kingdom of God, those scriptures are reality. So we ask you, Holy Spirit, now, just say, Holy Spirit, lead us into reality. Lead us into kingdom reality. Lead us into all truth. God, forgive us for sowing to our soul all of our lives. Forgive us for asking you to meet our needs all the time. Now, God, he loves you and he wants to meet your needs, but I'm telling you there's a better way. There's a better way. If you just love God and love other people, he will meet your needs. I'm telling you, he will chase you down. He will wrestle you to the ground with blessings. You know, God knows what you need before you ask it. I'm not saying not to ask, but I'm just saying that when you seek first the kingdom, all else, all else is added to you. So what your soul needs, it will get, but it doesn't know what it wants. Now, the reality is your soul can be renewed. So when you're first saved, your soul is totally unrenewed. Your soul needs to be transformed into the image of Christ. Day by day, we're transformed by the washing of the water of the word. So we're renewed in our mind. That's why we go from glory to glory and strength to strength. That's why Peter says to, to add to your faith knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. So if you're loving your enemies, then maybe your soul is, is, is pretty much being renewed. 
man, you know, when you get to that place where you're loving your enemies, where you're blessing those who use you and despitefully curse you and, and, and use you, when you're getting to that place of laying your life down for your friends, maybe then your soul is going to be, you know, fairly much renewed. Because the Bible says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Bible says, you are ought to live as Jesus Christ lived. You are ought to walk as Jesus Christ walked. You are Jesus in this world. So we are responsible to renew our minds. We are responsible to read the Word. Now, as you read the Word and as you try out the Word, you will then be able to discern what is good and perfect will of God. But that's a process. I'm not saying it's out of reach. I'm just saying that it, you know, your spirit is renewed, but your soul is renewed by the washing of the water of the Word. Now, let me help you. How do you know the difference between your spirit and your soul? It's the Word of God. Listen, this is, don't switch off. This is for you. The Word of God is a double-edged sword dividing between what? Dividing between soul and spirit. I'm going to say it again. The Word is a two-edged sword dividing between soul and spirit. So there it is. The more of the Word of God you have in you, the more you will know the difference between the voice of God and the voice of your own self. Because at the moment, the devil might say something to you and you might think that it was God. You know, the devil spoke through Peter, you know, saying not to be crucified. So your soul is going to speak to you. Your soul is going to say, oh, don't go to church today. You know, don't don't get up early. God wants you to sleep in. You know, you've had a hard week. But maybe that was God. But remember, those who are led by the Spirit of God, those are the sons of God. I said those are the sons of God. And so by the Word of God, the Bible, the Logos written Word of God, you will divide between soul and spirit, bone and marrow. And so as you read the Bible, when you hear a voice, you're going to know. I'm telling you the truth. I, I was laying in bed this morning and I had a thought about getting up to pray. And, you know, I heard the, the Proverbs, you know, the Scriptures come to mind. Get, get up, you sluggard. You know, the ant, look, go to the ant, you sluggard, and, and work, you know, or, or lean not on your own understanding. So this, what happens is the Scripture comes to my mind and I think, yep, definitely God wants me to get up. Now, I don't have to read the Bible every morning to decide whether I'm going to get up because I am a ruler and I've just, I, have, I have power and authority over my own soul. So I predetermine every morning to get up and to pray. Plus Jesus, my master, my commanding officer, he set the example. He got up early to pray every day. So I don't need to know the will of God in the moment. I know the broad, wide scope of the will of God. And so, but what I'm saying is the more of the more of the more of the more of the word you have in you, the more you're dividing between your soul, your soul and your spirit. So you know that it's God who's talking. You know that it's the Holy Spirit who's talking. You know the word of God. So suddenly reading the Bible isn't some religious activity, but in the context of the kingdom, it's power and it's effective and it's making you into a weapon. So some of you are looking for your soul to satisfy you. I'm sorry, it won't. 
It won't. Jesus will satisfy your soul. He is yoke. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. He is a good shepherd. He is the lover of your soul. But you need to allow him to meet your needs. You need to seek first the kingdom and, and, and the word of God and love him and lay down your life and obey his word. And then as you give, it will be shaken together and given, poured out over you. So some of you are looking for help. Your soul is screaming for help. Your soul is screaming for attention. Your soul is screaming for for relief or release. But I'm telling you, let it deny yourself. Let it go. Don't don't try to answer those questions. You will never figure it out. You cannot figure out God in your mind. You cannot solve your soul's problem in your soul. You need to exit your system. You're not going to get happiness. You know, someone who's addicted to pornography will watch more and more and more and they'll never be satisfied. Someone who's addicted to alcohol, they'll, they'll, they'll think about alcohol, plan their alcohol, drink their alcohol. They'll only feel good while they're drinking alcohol. It doesn't satisfy. That I know that's in the flesh, both of those things, but they're also in the soul, aren't they? It's, it's an emotional addiction. It's a physical addiction. It's a mental addiction. And that's where demons come in, because it's spirit, soul, and it's spirit, soul, and body that come into alignment, and you end up becoming demonized. And if you need help, just ask the Holy Spirit for help. If you need deliverance, you know, even ask me. Email me, kingdomdynamicspodcast at gmail dot com. But your church should be able to give you deliverance ministry. But. You don't want to be sowing to your soul because some of you are reading, you're, you're crying out in your soul for attention, for satisfaction, for pain to go away. Now, sometimes the pain is there to get you into your spirit. You know, rejoice when you encounter various trials, James says, because the testing of your faith develops perseverance. So some of your souls are screaming to God to get out of a trial that God has put you in, you know, or has allowed you to be in because he wants you to overcome. Because he wants your spirit to to overcome and to be and the testing of your faith. So some of you are looking for your your partner to love you, for your pastor to accept you, to approve you. Some of you are looking for recognition, for a pat on the back. You're feeling sorry for yourself. I'm going to slap you. I want to slap you in the face (laughs) because I slap me in the face and say, listen, I want to help you. You're not going to get help that way. You're never going to get help that way. It's never going to come because God loves you too much to give you that because you'll if I give it to you in your soul, you're never going to move into your spirit. So you're an overcomer through Christ Jesus. And it's by faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God. So what you really want is the promises of God. But if God makes the problem go away, your soul will be temporarily satisfied because there's no pain. But when there's no pain, there's no gain. When there's no pain, there's no patience. And when there's no patience, there's no inheritance. Don't you want your inheritance? All things are yours. Things present and things to come. The powers of the age to come. 
but it's by faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God. It's by waging war with the prophetic words that we, you know, that we, we, we see them come to pass. And so I know this is really hard, but Jesus was very direct. And this is the word of God. Narrow is the way that leads to life, and very few find it. Most people take the broad path that leads to destruction. That's the soul realm. Most Christians go to a church where the pastor's nice and, you know, that nobody challenges them to change. Somebody needs to challenge you. You know, we ne- someone who loves you will correct you, will discipline you, will rebuke you. So, I love you guys. Congratulations if you've listened to this so far. You're doing much better than most. <laughs> because you are desiring spiritual food. And if you ask God, he's going to give it to you. So just ask God. Ask God for wisdom. Ask God to to fill you with the fear of the Lord. Ask God to get you out of your soul realm into the spirit realm. Now know this. The moment you choose God, he chooses you back. The moment you deny yourself and lose your life, you find it. I'm telling you, it's not going to be very long before you get out of debt. It's not going to be very long before you start paying other people's houses off. Because it's overthrow. I'm telling you, this is how you flip the switch. This is how you turn the table on the enemy. I just want to say, if any of you want to support me in my writing of my book, you know, you can just send me $200 or whatever. It's on my website. You don't have to. I'm not asking. But I'm just feeling led to say that I know if you, you know, that God wants me to write this book and I have everything I need. I don't need anything. Um, but I'm going to spend, the more time I can spend on the book, the better. Um, my bank account details are on the Melbourne Underground Church website, melbourneundergroundchurch.com, or just send me an email, kingdomdynamicspodcast at gmail.com, even $50, $20, $10, whatever. And I want to pray for you and just bless you because you're crazy. If you're following me and listening to my podcast, and especially if you give me even $10, you're an absolute crazy Christian. And that means to me that God is going to, you know, he he's, I just want to pray for you that God would just do everything and more um, that he's wanting to do in your life and that, and that he's done in, in and through me. Um, so yeah, a bit selfish there, but just felt to say it out there. And so who cares? Uh, it's out there now. Um, I love you heaps, guys, and bless you. And just lit- literally, Obey him. It's so easy. Seek first the kingdom and all else will be added to you as well. I'm so excited. I I just love the kingdom.